Hey everybody, Randy here. Before uh, we get to today's episode, I want to thank Raycon and of course Mr. Jeezy, Raycon and uh, Young Jeezy. But hey, look around you. It's a wireless world and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. And Raycon's latest model, E25, is their best one yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a, and a more compact design that gives you a nice, noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. I've used them to work out. I can attest that you know, the biggest concern for me is having them stay in my ear, uh, sweat resistant. I, I get pretty sweaty and they've, uh, they've passed that test with flying colors. So, uh, now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash no laying up. That's buyraycon.com slash no laying up for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds buyraycon.com slash no laying up. Uh, and now on to today's trap draw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Trap Draw Podcast. I am Randy. This is a perfect club podcast, which means we are venturing outside of the world of golf. Uh, we will be discussing a documentary called The King of Kong. It um, chronicles the quest for the world record on the Donkey Kong arcade game before Saying much more about that, I want to introduce the two gentlemen joining me this evening. To my right, Mr. DJ Pie. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Coming to you live from World Record Headquarters. How, how may we help you today here, Randy? Um, to my left, the merch czar, Mr. Neil Schuster. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed in you, though, Randy. Once again, forgot to thank Mr. Jeezy. I, no, it's becoming our thing. I, I leave it to you because this is this is fun. This is kind of becoming our bit. Well, a shout out to Mr. Jeezy. For sure, for sure. Thank you, Mr. Jeezy, as always. Um, DJ, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I think you championed this documentary uh, to be included as our next Perfect Club sure. subject. Uh, tell me why. Tell me when you first saw it, and, and tell me the motivation behind, you know, the King of Kong. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, this movie's been on my radar since I want to say about 2009. Um, it was, uh, I took a one, exactly one film class when I was in college and it was the best class, like my favorite class I ever took in college. It was each week you pick a different film 
everybody watches it and you just kind of spend the rest of the week discussing it. Or it might have been each class you do that. But, you know, that's that, do, that doesn't matter. We watched The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters in that uh, Bradley University film class. And it just absolutely stuck in my bones uh, for the last 11 years. It, and I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned the subtitle "A Fistful of Quarters." That right. was very irresponsible. No worries, I, I didn't to, want to uh, jump in, not uh, to include it. But the the reason that we studied it for film class, and as far as I remember, it's been a while, but uh, was basically talking about editing and how you can shape the narrative of an entire piece with how you edit something. And I think that this movie is a perfect example. Like, listen, does Billy Mitchell say a bunch of really stupid things? Of course. But do the filmmakers do him any favors? Absolutely not. <laughs> do they do Steve Wiebe a bunch of favors? Of course. Do they do all the, like, do they make, you can paint, and I think I probably know this better than any uh, NLU member, you can really paint someone into whatever character you want based on the way you edit them. And maybe no better example than uh, the two gentlemen sitting at the table with me here. Uh, so, brother. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. We're, we're just as uh, just as seen in TV. Paint us like you paint your French girls, DJ. So that's that's why I wanted to watch it. I thought you guys would really like it. Sounds like you did. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I was kind of flabbergasted. I mean, it's a very lo-fi documentary. It almost has kind of like a student project feel to it a little bit, especially with, uh, you know, all the graphics are inconsistent and different and they're, they're just not great. And, uh, what I think was really, uh, interesting or, or surprising was when we started tweeting about this, just how many followers knew about this documentary had seen this were intimately familiar. We're making all the jokes, we're quoting it. So I think this is going to be a very, uh, a popular one. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I, I, I can guarantee you won't, uh, at least you will never have seen anything like it and maybe you won't like it. I don't know, but I think you will. I've got one question before we dive into the topic of hand. Is that the same class that you did the weatherman video in? No, different class, different class. Uh, we don't have to, <laughs> I, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Nobody <laughs> needs to look up that video. So if you're listening, Fuck off, Neil. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, currently, I, I found, I think we both watched it on, just rented it through iTunes uh, movies. You know, Xfinity, you, for sure. Yeah, you can, you know, cost you a couple bucks. I didn't I, was I didn't find it on any yeah, streaming platform. Oh, it's also, it's free on YouTube. The whole uh, movie's on uh, YouTube for free. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some people like to pay a dollar. Nobody fleeces the strap boys except yeah. the cable company. Yeah. Uh, no, just search Damn on it. YouTube, The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. The whole Damn hour it. and 22 minute movie is, uh, is up there. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Sorry. Thank um, you for that information. Well, yeah, no worries. Good, good looking out. I've watched it like four times on YouTube, so. Well, I would. I, I'm going to piggyback off of DJ's intro there. Uh, I basically, you've been talking about this movie for at least a year, and I've, you know, I've come to um, trust your recommendations on uh, movies at this point. That's very cool. Thank you. Wholeheartedly, my consigliere. <laughs> uh, but um, so I was dedicated to giving it my full attention. Um, He's going to let you down with an annihilation recommendation one day. I'm just telling you where well, this is I headed. Know. I know. I, uh, Quick aside, now, the though. guy who did Annihilation <laughs> just came out with a new series, Devs. I heard about that. Oh, my God. What, what's it on? Uh, Hulu and FX. But S- all right, no free ads, yeah. but you're going <laughs> to... The, the not liking Annihilation take is not going to age well. Well, I'll just say, first, I was blown away by the movie. So, And we'll get to why, but words that jumped to mind after I finished it, I wrote down enthralling, mesmerizing thought-provoking, visceral, um, 
Those that's I'm not, I'm not not kidding. Like yeah. that's how I felt. I was jacked up. I watched it, you know, pretty late a couple nights ago, and you know, it got me it got me going. Um, but the reason I wasn't excited is because I think it's important to kind of set you know where I'm coming to this movie from. I'm the opposite of a gamer. Uh, the only video game system Tron and I had growing up was a you know PlayStation Two. I got it in like tenth grade, so I never really had the muscle memory the the uh, Dexterity in the thumbs. Listen, I, Neil, th- this is important. Do we have enough tape? This is important. Everyone games. No, that's what even, I'm saying. Even grandmas, even, whether even it's grandma, check, grandma's uh, playing checkers. Uh, well, that's, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's true. one of my favorite lines of the movie. Yes. Do we so, have, do we have enough this tape? Way. This, is, this, this is important. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an analog gamer then. Sure. Right? I'm an outdoor, I'm, I'm a very, basketball player. I'm very a, much in the same boat. Am I a gamer? In a way, yes, but not in the context of this movie. And, you know, my loft issue, my lack of fucking talent with video <laughs> games, became a bit of an insecurity for me. Really? Like, growing up. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I always got duffed in N64. Like, we're talking like losing fourth place Mario Kart every time, most cowardly in Bond. Uh, you know, like <laughs> I forgot just, they would give that award. Yeah, that like was I was, I, I stunk. I was like the guy in Halo that used rocket launchers because like any type of proximity thing blowing up, maybe I'd get somebody, but I just wasn't any good. And then, you know, kind of all culminated when I got to college and like after football practice, you know, my freshman year after morning runs, all my friends wanted to do was go play, you know, Mario Kart or, you know, Super Smash or whatever. And I would just get beat like a million times in a row and just get duffed and and finally one day I got after getting beat a million times one morning I was like this sucks like Mario Kart sucks like let's do something else and my my current roommate Jerry Bell from our last perfect club um on the Garth documentary he just looked at me he's like fuck you Neil like you suck like did you even have a childhood and it was just (laughs) like a like point blank execution and I just I got so frazzled and got so upset so based on that I just kind of like anytime video games come up, I usually unsubscribe. So when you recommended this, I was like, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be entertained watching this, but upon finishing it, it's so much. It's not more, a video game story. It's a, it's a human it's story. It's about the human condition. Exactly. And it's about sociopaths and it's about yeah. people that want to do the right thing. It's about competition and I'm excited to get in there, but I wanted to give you guys a sense of, you know, where I'm coming from. And And one of the best things is when you have low expectations for something or you expect not to like something and it just, you know, clears the bar by a mile. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of the cheap thrills in life for me. I, I agree. I'm coming from the same place too. I mean, I played uh, not surprisingly Tiger Woods uh, PGA Tour golf. I, I beat that game up and sucked at every other game that there was. The only I'd say the only video games I was good at were single player, specifically Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, trying to like too. when I didn't have to. I just panic when someone's shooting. Ah! <laughs> you know, you're dead, and then my blood's spilling out and Bond or whatever. But Tony Hawk, I was. Beating up the secret tapes sure. in uh, Pro Skater. I think it was Pro, Pro Skater 2. That was the better one. Yeah. Well, you guys are talking about joystick games. Did you ever play any, like, stand-up arcade games? Not well. I mean... Pinball, I, I, I would say, yeah. is the closest I got. I kind did, of but I ga- never got into it, you know? You know, there there was the odd Galaga machine, you know, you'd run into as, as a kid. A remnant from a time past. But uh, I, I wasn't good at any of them. But I mean, I like, I like it. I, I really like the kind of the vintage retro-ness of it, but I'm, yeah, I'm not good. If I ever went to Dave and Buster's, you know, which would be like the arcade of my childhood, um, which is, you know, kind of heavy, like late stage yeah. capitalist arcade. Um, I was more prone to play the ski ball or the pop shot 
or something. Your motorcycle games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, of exactly. Course. Cruising USA. <laughs> cruising was the best. Yeah. yeah, cruising was great. And I was I was a little better at something like that. But anything, you know, button-wise, I just, Mortal Kombat's like, oh, man. Like, one, I'm getting my ass kicked. Two, I just, like. Well, I think that there's a, you know. Sucked. You know, you, I sucked. <laughs> the, the the driving games, the motorcycle games, stuff like that, I feel like is very intuitive. You know, where it's just kind of, it's see the road and stay on the road. Whereas I think, and that's kind of what this entire documentary is about. Something like Donkey Kong, this sentence sounds so stupid, but something like Donkey Kong, like as we see in this documentary, takes a ton of practice and note taking and like skill building. You know what I mean? And so you brought up Mortal Kombat. It's like, yeah, no, I suck at it because I don't know what any of the combos are. Yeah. I don't know when I'm supposed to do them. I don't have like the requisite knowledge. Like Super because Smash I'm, Bros. It's I'm like, never oh, going to spend the time right. to like yeah. learn it. And this movie is all about the people who do. It, it struck me as similar, and I could be totally off base, but like I've never been able to do Rubik's Cubes. Yeah. And they like kind of they make my they make my mind melt. Like I just like after a minute, I'm like, here you go. Like I don't want to play with it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's like these stand-up arcade games. That's how I kind of consider them, uh, like the non-driving games. It's like it's like a puzzle that that I just can't intuitively grasp. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh no, I'm good. I'm gonna uh, I'm it, gonna it, go it, join no, Neil at the pop shot. It's less of like a. It's not like a logic puzzle, right? Like I'm I'm way down no, for the like, for the logic puzzles. It's like patterns. And, exactly. Yeah, like that's the stuff. I'm like, okay, I can't yeah. do that. But it's like, well, just a quick tangent. We were putting together furniture <laughs> a couple weeks ago <laughs> with this Sweeten's house, this rental rental house we're putting together, and Randy's putting together like a, you know, a, a, the a most, shelf from IKEA or from the Target, most basic shelf, and he's just his hair's all he's all frazzled. He's putting this, <laughs> the, the, he's putting the stop. You know, he's trying to read the pictures, and he's just going. He just says. It's like a fucking Sudoku, man. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, man, that's puzzle." He's like, "I hate puzzles. Man. I hate this shit." He's, I like, I like word puzzles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is weird. I, it just speaks to you know the different the, the different uh, makeup of people. Well, so if people haven't seen it, maybe you can run them through the the plot very briefly. I, I I hope that most people who are listening to this will take the time to watch the movie. But in case they in case they won't, let's let's. Let's help them get there a little bit. Sure. So uh, we jump in and are introduced right away to a guy named Billy Mitchell, who um, is is one of the the main people in this story. He's he's a whiz kid gamer. Uh, it was recognized in 1982 by Life Magazine as having the world record in Centipede, I believe. I believe so. And he, he was named the video game player of the century. Yeah, kind of like. Uh, like no hyperbole, probably the Michael Jordan of yeah, like these retro arcade games. Um, and they they go into this quick little anecdote at the beginning of the movie about how uh, a guy named Steve Sanders falsely submitted a Donkey Kong uh, high score and. How Billy, which that very much gets glossed over. Yes, right. Slime, like, slimy Steve. Steve's in the whole. He, he's kind of almost like the good guy, the bridge between uh, Steve and. Uh, well, I got some thoughts on this, okay, so yeah, let's yeah. let's let's put a pin in that. But essentially, Billy calls him out because Steve's invited to the same gathering. Um, Billy beats his ass in in Donkey Kong. <laughs> By like, 600, sets, by like 600,000 points. And sets the world record. And sets yeah. the world it record. So lay, lays yeah. claim now to the world record in Donkey Kong. And that and was 82. That's 82. And the record stands till 
what, 2000? Till like 05. 05, right? 05. So the, the movie's released in 2007, but the, the documentary footage kind of picks up in 04, 05. Yeah. Um, and we're introduced to a guy by the name of Steve Weeby, who... Not Weeb. Not Weeb. Is, you know, for all intents and purposes, is it fair to describe me? Like, he's kind of like a schleb. Like, he's just a... And again, he's a Schwaldo. Again, <laughs> let me let me preface all this Just, with the the image that we're presented is that he's exactly yes. he's a, a down on his luck, uh, just can't catch a break kind of. Just dad. He's right? uh, he's um, who's the Snoopy character who's always just like Lucy's pulling the football out, like the black. Well, that's cloud Charlie Brown, him. but Linus, I think he's Linus. he's a bit like, of a no, Linus. Uh, embodiment of Murphy's Law. Yeah, things exactly. are just going wrong for him. Exactly, I can't you know has state never caught a break. Can't pitch in the state championship. Can't you know great athlete, but can't put it all together. Right, really hard on himself. Had one of the first grunge bands in Seattle. But did, not but, that grudge. And man, also, though. he's but he's, nobody came to see him. Yeah. He's set up as the counterbalance to to be Mitch, as like the opposite of a yeah. self promoter. And that's what that's what I mean by by the editing. Yeah. He's like, we have no idea what this guy is actually like. But what the way he's presented in the movie is Billy Mitchell is the egomaniac guy that just like crushes people, and Steve is the guy that is getting crushed. I believe the there's a direct quote in there that's. I think Billy says, "Man, if everything's going so well for me, there's some poor sucker out there that's that's really getting the screws put to him." Yeah, and that's and the first time you see Steve. To yeah. Steve. Uh, so Steve has just been laid off from work the day they sign the ho- the papers on their house. Yeah, uh, and he reads about the world record in Donkey Kong, and he says, <coughs> "Oh, you know, he's got time on his hands," and so he gets a Donkey Kong game into the garage. And they just show him, essentially he dedicates himself to Donkey Kong and gets to the point where he films uh, what would be a world record score. And he submits it to Twin Galaxies, which is the... Like the USGA of of video games. Exactly. And um, the head of Twin Galaxies is a guy named Walter Day, who has been in the game, essentially created Twin Galaxies, created this whole world around competitive arcade games. Um, just, you know, the... the with, with parallel worlds around music and transcendental meditation exactly. as well. So we'll <laughs> exactly. I'm sure we'll get to all that. And he lives in, like, Iowa, rural Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for reasons we can get into, they decide not to accept Steve's... Uh, videotape as a, being a world record. They don't. They don't recognize it because they have questions about it being doctored. Because Steve has has a relationship with a guy named Ray Schilt, who calls himself Mister Roy, Mister Awesome. Sorry, Roy Schilt, who calls himself Mister Awesome. Right. Who's got this year years long blood feud with Billy Mitchell because Bill because his missile command high score has never been recognized exactly. as a world record which we'll get into all of that. Um, and so essentially what Twin Galaxies and Walter Day tell Steve upon rejecting his video is, hey, man, like you got to come prove it in person. If, if you want this record, you got to come to the Fun Spot National Tournament, which is in New Hampshire. It's a Bill O'Reilly speech. <laughs> and you, we'll, do, we'll do a lot. Exactly. you got to come do it yeah. under pressure. And so Steve is like, okay, I'll, I'll come do it. And, you know, you, they're cutting to Billy this whole time. Billy's talking about, yeah, man, like, if you want to be a real athlete, you got to do it when it counts. You got to do it in front of people. Like, nobody cares if Tiger shoots 59, but if he does it at Augusta. That matters. Exactly. So, Steve. Go- while he's touring his many uh, 
hot sauce distributors. Exactly. We should mention that Billy owns a very Which I think thriving, we're get into that. thriving yeah. hot sauce yeah. conglomerate. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> so Steve goes to New Hampshire. Uh, as you might guess, he sets a new world record in Donkey Kong in person. It's officially recognized. Walter Day updates the website. There's a new world record. Billy doesn't show up. Billy skips. Yeah. But Billy does send a videotape with a little old lady named Doris from Florida. Cubert champ. Exactly. And as soon as the new world record is set by Steve, uh, Billy, who's got minions, essentially he's got minions. He he has acolytes in <laughs> in the, the gaming world. And one of those acolytes, a guy named Brian Q. Q, I believe, yeah. Um, reveals the videotape. And on the videotape, everybody gathers around. It's Billy breaking a million points. And now, first time ever, resetting the new Donkey Kong world record. And with the video skipping and, and exactly. Oh, my God. And so Walter Day, who has just rejected Steve's videotape, uh, accepts Billy's word of mouth, puts up a new world record 10 minutes later. And, I mean, Steve totally just gets shit on. Yeah. It's and devastating. So fast forward a little bit. Steve goes back home. Well, the the next big plot point is the Guinness Book of World Records is going to use their video game world records. They're going to use Twin Galaxies uh, authority to include those records in the new Guinness Book of World Records. You guys tell us who the winner is and we'll we'll print the name. Yeah. And so Walter Day says, "Okay, uh, we're going to have one final in-person competition. We're going to do it in Billy's hometown, Hollywood, Florida." And they get Steve. Steve's all of a sudden jacked up again. He's going to come down. And so Steve comes to Hollywood, Florida. From Washington, we should mention. Washington State. A lot of cross-country trips for Steve. Good morning, Damon. Good morning, Damon. But he can't do it. He, You know, it's it's just not meant to be. Well, not only that, but but B. Mitch doesn't show up. He kind of shows up, but he doesn't. He, he won't. He, he So B. Mitch, again, ducks, essentially ducks the whole competition in his hometown, in his backyard. Um and we're just left at the end. Walter Day has this shout-out transform, transformational meditation. Uh, he, he's coming to this realization that, you know, Billy probably isn't who he thought Billy was, and Steve is actually this, like, kind, genuine, authentic guy. And you can see Walter wrestling with that and other things. And at the end of the movie, he essentially apologizes to Steve uh, tells him, you know, we'll accept your tapes whenever you want to send them. Future uh, tapes, though. And essentially gives them a mea culpa, you well, know. No, but he says, like, oh, yeah, you can send us any tapes you want now, but they still don't recognize the old record. Right, right. He, he can't go back and undone what he's what he did, but essentially it's his way of saying, like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, you know, we kind of screwed you. Um, so you think that's the end. And then they're about ready to roll credits, uh, and then the record scratches, and they leave you with kind of a postscript. Yeah. Uh, words come up on the screen. Oh, oh by the way, after, shortly after, you know, we, we wrapped taping, uh, Steve Wiebe set the all-time record. He, he did it uh, on a – so now he has the all-time live and all-time taped high scores in Donkey Kong. Yeah. So it's a happy ending but a very abrupt ending. Yeah. Did I miss any of those general plot points? I think, you know. Other than Walter Day's amazing guitar – 
Yeah. Oh, we're, well, we're they're detailed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a battle. It's a struggle for the high score of Donkey Kong. And Randy, what you know, we kind of gave our thoughts on it. What, why, why did you like it or not like it? What was your reaction? It's like you said. It's it's just such a it's such a wonderful peek at the at humanity uh, at at different people behaving different ways and their protagonist antagonist um you know it's the the gaming world is so stereotypical like it you, you could not have cast better professional gamers you know to fit like a stereotype that you would have in your mind than these people on camera it was it was the ultimate like oh shit maybe you know what stereotypes aren't good but like maybe sometimes they exist for a reason because they're they're based (laughs) on like really pretty true true things in a lot of senses i also really appreciated the fact that it's goes it shows people really 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 invested in something that they're not getting there's no monetary payoff there's nobody's getting paid for anything like maybe billy mitchell's made some money from his fame he's gotten from it over time who knows but um and and then the the struggle or the tension that comes of that which from the outside looking in looks extremely petty but seeing how um consuming it is for all these guys is amazing and comparing that a, a documentary i came to mind after i watched that uh there's one on hbo called momentum generation about uh surfing and that's all about how these guys were doing something they weren't getting paid for they you know, doing it for the love, and then all the they get the windfall of of cash and fame and all that comes with that, and and so I honestly seen like two ends of the spectrum. I like both those documentaries, but I thought this was I've never seen anything. Um, I, I guess I've never seen anything covered so well where like there's literally no payoff. Well, that's a really <laughs> interesting. Uh, that's an interesting. I haven't seen the Momentum Generation, but I I think I know the premise, and I I've heard you talk about it a lot. And it's funny when you picture, like, the people who are in that, it's, like, Kelly Slater and, like, yeah. these, you know, without being a dork, it's, like, the the coolest people yes. in the world, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> and so to see, like, the cool, no offense to anyone, but to see the coolest people in the world and the biggest dorks in the world, and it's, like, yeah, you know what? Everybody's pretty much the same. Well, yes. the, I'm glad you said that because that's, that, that's the underlying current and what's going through my mind the whole time is, like, listen, I know I'm not the, the coolest guy, but, like, Damn, these are some, <laughs> these are some nerds, man. But and, and they're like love, like I love, yes. I love it. Yeah, I love it because, as you said, Neil, it's it's this it's this whole ecosystem that I just have no, I, I have no idea about. I, I've never been in that ecosystem. I, I was uh, tangentially a part of that ecosystem in high school. A lot of a lot of those guys reminded me a lot of the people I hung out with in high school. All, all of which are tremendous people who I still talk yeah. to. And it's like it's but. And, and so yeah, we might make it, fun of some people, but I want to no, say from the all, outset, yeah. it's like, listen, we realize we're not like... Well, I'm always enthralled when people, when you can see that p- people genuinely care about what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of what I guess what I'm getting at. And and the fact that it's almost the same level of passion for free when it, like, compared to the surfing documentary where it's like basically turns into all about the money. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's, it's at the end, it's like, what do you put value on? And right. These guys put value on recognition yeah. and, 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 you know, it gets to like Mr. And Mr. Their reputations. Like all like yeah. his, that, I mean, I'll get to my favorite quote, but him be like, I just want a little bit, just want to be on, on Leno. I mean, I just want to, just, just <laughs> that the, guy's on Leno. Why, should, why shouldn't I be on there? I just want to taste the, well, how about the, the Walter cherry, Day? the cherry eater got on Leno. Why can't I be on Leno? Well, how about Walter Day explicitly just being like, you know, I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted the the girls to come up to me and say, "Hey, I heard heard you're good at Galaga." I think you probably realized by now that's that's not really how it works. Well, one one other thing I want to point out before we dive into the actual agenda. Sorry to prolong no, it even no. more, but I it goes back to DJ's point about editing, and he kind of I've had a take in the oven. Um, this this documentary, more so than a lot of other ones, every character that comes on screen right from the first impression. They they gave me a very, uh, almost like very strong sense of who they were, like right from the start. Yeah. Except for one, which was which was Billy, where I was like, man, this guy's like, you know, he is, he's like Tiger Woods. He's like, man, this guy's, this guy's like, he's the real deal. He's and a, then he's a killer. the rest of the documentary, it's just like, I felt like it was just this vortex of like, oh my God, he's a sociopath. <laughs> like, this, he's a bad dude. Well, you know? I, and then culminating yeah. at the end when he's sitting in the booth with Slimy Steve and <laughs> Steve's come around on Steve Weeby and says, you know, I think he's a really genuine guy. And it just like zooms in on Billy. Billy, care to say anything? Uh, I don't know enough about the uh, situation to not, comment. Not familiar enough with the situation. Yeah. And, and then he like, stares at, at Slimy Steve. Yes. And it's just the, stares at It's him. unbelievable. And I'm, But everybody else kind of showed, I don't know, if showed their true colors up front, but you kind of like immediately knew like – Brian Q is is the ultimate schnitz, right? Like immediately, right from the minute he came on camera, right? Like, <laughs> this goes to where I want to go before we get into like our categories. I think because we're gonna reference, we're gonna we're gonna name drop so many people. Yes, do you want to quickly just identify like the main characters here? Well, I had sure. to create some nicknames for him to yeah. to, to remember. Let's keep them straight. Yeah. So so we talked about Billy Mitchell is he's he's the Michael Jordan of of video games he's had the donkey kong world record for for years and years he's he's the bad he's the bad boy i would actually i would rather use it uh like a boxing reference like he's like mike tyson you know <laughs> like he's he's on top he's been on top forever and then and he's a bad dude and it's you know more so than than mj he's, he's almost feared too. yes exactly yeah. but but mj was i mean but that's more of a team sport yeah i would okay. like that's that's well well taken um steve weeby we've talked about he's he's the He's the protagonist in the story. He's the plucky, down on his luck, um, you know, family man, uh, which which we'll get into. But but he's the guy gunning for Billy's world record. Uh, let me th- Walter Day. We've mentioned he is the head of. You can think of like the USGA. Of, I, I put of him in as he's, he's Mike Davis. Perfect. He's the, the the custodian of the game, right? If making sure everybody's playing by the rules. There's no shady shit going on. Uh, integrity of the competition, all, all that stuff. Below Walter Day, who works for Twin Galaxies, is a guy named Robert uh, Murzak. Yeah, I believe Murzak, maybe Murzak. Yeah, sorry on some of these pronunciations. I think he. What? What? How can we think of him? I mean, look up dork in a dictionary. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. like he is. I, he said is, like a true locker stuff yeah. right there. <laughs> you just come back. Yeah. I, I mean, but seriously, like picture in your head. <laughs> Like well, just to put to to uh, color to he's color the head referee. referee. He's, he's the head referee. He's on the front line, so he'd be like a slugger white. Exactly. Right? He, okay, he's perfect. making he's making decisions. And and to paint it, if if you haven't seen the documentary, I know most of you probably have, but 
he is uh, the guy who goes home his, in his free time. I assume he has a full-time job. Maybe his full-time job is Twin Galaxies. I'm not sure. But uh, he goes home and he has boxes and boxes and boxes of videotape submissions. And I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the in the whole doc. Yeah. It, I, when he goes home and like, all right. Uh, and he's just like, he's just got shit everywhere all yeah. over his apartment. He's like, yeah, over here, these are, you know, these are, these are uh, centipede tapes over here. This is... Someone going for a world record. That's only like 48 hours. That's not even that big a deal. Here's the bad stuff over here. I got to watch all this. Each one no, of these, it, each one of these is like three days. The that quote I got. is literally, now nah, I got to watch these Atari records from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty impressive stuff though. And so it's, there's a great shot. Again, shout out to the editing of this doc. There's a great shot of him just sitting on the floor, the TV glowing his face. And like someone does, it's a Donkey Kong thing that he's watching. And someone like, really escapes these barrels and he just like nods and smirks and gives like a, a, a quick nod of approval. And it's like, man, imagine just doing that for literally just days yeah, and months. Like, that was that's a good move Ooh, right there. That was good. That was good. He reminds me visually the, the, the free real estate guy, <laughs> <laughs> the other guy, the taller guy, Tim. What, what's his name? Tim? Is yeah, it, no, Eric. Tim, Tim is and Eric. The, He's Eric. Eric. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. He's he the keys in the back. Yeah. Um, giving it away. There, there, there's another referee at, at Twin Galaxies, but he doesn't. He's got like one line in the movie, and I actually didn't even write his name down. Um, so let's let's move on. We, you guys mentioned Scummy Steve, Slimy Steve, Slimy Steve, uh, Steve Sanders, who we, yeah. we he was the guy who back in 1982 submitted the false Donkey Kong world record, and who subsequently got his ass beat by Billy, but then they become friends. He basically like got neutered by Billy and yes. then became Billy's like lap dog. Yeah. Yes. Um, I see Billy every day. I, I, you know, I have lunch with him today. Yeah. I see him. I talk to him every day. And then some of the other professional gamers now are Brian, Brian Q. The ultimate schnitz. Maybe the biggest. Which I think. I, I don't use the word cuck a lot. Yes. But just maybe the biggest, the biggest cuck you've ever seen on I screen. I think we're going to say a lot of things. <laughs> um, but, but just know Brian. So Brian, there's a, there's underlying jealousy because Brian is shooting for, he wants like, he wants essentially what Steve Wiebe gets in that, like you know, a, a new Donkey Kong World record, like fame. He wants uh, to get. The, he to wants be thought of seriously. He calls himself the disciple, right? The prodigy. The, the prodigy. prodigy. Yeah. The prodigy. I I looked at him more like a. He acts like a disciple. I mean, it's unbelievable. Exactly. But he's, he's a lapdog for Billy too. Cucky, the word cucky he uses is, is he's an acolyte. Yeah. yeah. Complete acolyte. Um, we've the other one we've mentioned a little bit, Roy. Uh, Mr. Awesome, self-gloss, Mr. <laughs> awesome, Schilt. <laughs> menace. Like, like li- the definition of menace. Complete menace. Complete menace. Lives well, his life to, to <laughs> like, just fuck shit up. Um, what was his? He reminds me of the one-man thrill ride. Yes. From, oh, uh, God, that's so good. The guy on Instagram. He's definitely well, got the Northeast Brooklyn accent. I think the thrill ride's retired. Now he wants to be known, like, by his real name or something. But okay. But but it's that anyway. persona. Yes. It's, what what was Mr. Awesome's game? Uh, Missile, Missile Command. Missile Command. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is on brand. Which so he, he he's the guy who deck he decks himself out in like the military outfits yes. with the mm-hmm. chicks with the string bikinis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he's like, the one that wants to be on Leno. And I believe the quote he drives the Mr. Awesome yeah, mobile. He just wants a little bit of recognition. Which what was big though was and again this is a self gloss thing but he talks he he quote. Uh, talk Steve out of chumpetizing himself in front of Billy. <laughs> so I think he's the guy, at least the way that the filmmakers paint it, he's the guy that's kind of in Bill, in uh, Steve's ear 
It's like, hey, man, like, fuck this guy up. Yeah. Come on. Don't let this guy Don't let this guy push you around. Because Roy, is, Roy feels wronged because Twin Galaxies has not recognized his Missile Command world record. And so now Roy sees Steve Wiebe as an agent of pain to Billy and to proxy Twin War. Galaxies. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, just a couple more real quick. Greg Bond. Um, God, mappy Greg is is a mappy, which I don't know what mappy is. I don't either. Mappy it's a game. M a p p y. Looks like a trackball game. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a champ. Uh, Tommy Intensity. Like yes. Like that guy. Yes. Is, is so Charlie intense. Hustle. Yeah. Ma- mappy Greg. Is, his his I interviews. Like, I liked his energy. Yeah. His oh, interviews sure. are his interviews are always like like shit. Guys, like <laughs> everyone needs to calm yeah. down. Like shit is about to go off. Yes. It's about to be really bad Which, right now. Everybody oh, needs God. to I just can't wait to talk about one of my favorite Everybody scenes. needs <laughs> to just calm down. Yeah. Um, we have Mark Alpiger. Alpiger. Mark Alpiger, I believe. Who is? I think my favorite character in the whole thing. Big on the trackball games. Yeah. Um, Which one's he? He's the really skinny guy with the mustache. He comes in with oh, Steve yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. to Billy's restaurant yes. uninvited. Yes. He's the okay. other guy. He's the guy who is giving like the stoned freshman philosophy dorm room speech at the very beginning. Yes. It's like, you know, guys, I just, do we have enough tape? Do we have enough tape to get this? This is very important. <laughs> everybody games. From your, your grandma playing checkers, everybody games, man. <laughs> and he just, he's the best. He has a lot of, he does, he's the guy who does the fingerless gloves yeah. thing. To prevent, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, weightlifting yeah. gloves. Prevent, prevent the calluses with, from the joysticks. Yeah. Can yeah. play trackball games all day. Um, and he plays trackball, trackball games with his feet. Yeah. Uh, Doris, oh. who... Doris is maybe the most bizarre character. She's yeah, this yeah. little old lady. Want a little more background on how how her and Billy got and together? Billy and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Billy essentially like bankrolls Doris to go to the World Championships to Which, try to set a Cubert world record. Real quick, when there's no prize money. Yeah, real real quick. Like, how much money is Billy making on this hot sauce? I don't know. The restaurant seemed packed <laughs> every time they walked the in. The restaurant. There. Well, not the last time. There's nobody in there. <laughs> I had that like big table of eight, and all the other Honestly, tables were empty. If it seems like Billy was doing some subprime mortgages uh, down yes, in Florida, for that, that's right. what I was like. Exactly. I think he was like from a character in the Big Short. Yeah, yeah. It's that's what came to mind. Like I was like, oh, of course he lives in Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Like Billy strikes me as the type of like, you know what they always get dinged on are the racketeering charges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like Billy's up. That's to, how like, they get you. Yeah, like yeah. Billy's up to no good, obviously. Um, and then the last person I want to mention who I don't think has a speaking role at all is Todd Rogers, who's the, the ladybug uh, <laughs> world champ, who looks like, what'd you call him? He looks like like this big Native American. He, he looks like the uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's the, Nest. He looks like Chief. Chief. Chief from yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. God, and I exactly was like, dude, right. this guy's all, I, like, I would like, I want to hang out with him and, and, and play, Mappy Greg. All he does is play Ladybug. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I feel, I kind of got some uh, some poosh vibes from him, too. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just going to stay out of the fray here. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just going to do my thing over here. He, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's got some some rock star energy to him. The only other people we'll mention um, are they interview Billy's parents quickly, uh, <laughs> who are straight. Like I know this is an overused phrase. <laughs> they are like out of central casting. Like I didn't. I got through half the movie. I was like, those aren't his real parents. I want to like get this deep. is all made up. His wife's the same way. His oh, his dad's God. His dad's got like sitting way back in that chair yeah. with like the looks like a mafia boss and with like the, the little hat, perfect pause, like sitting up into the camera. Billy Mitchell's a winner. Yeah, he's a winner. He's I'll a winner. You, he's gonna win. Yeah, Billy's wife Evelyn uh, just chesty. <laughs> shout out to those hoo-hahs. <laughs> Big shout out to those Shows them off. Um, 
essentially neuters everything Billy says. Like, like just have you ever seen him play a a game live? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Well, he's real busy, right? Oh no, he went to this, like <laughs> Easter egg hunt the other day. He's essentially he's not doing anything. He's totally flexible. <laughs> she just like totally submarines every like excuse Billy has. Um, and then Steve's parents, Steve's siblings, Steve. Friend Mark, Mark Thompson, who I think we need to get Mike, into a little Mike bit. Mike Thompson. Mike Thompson. Damn it, sorry. Um, and then Steve's wife and kids. Yeah, I think that. That's, I think that we're kind of yeah. like yeah. that's that's the pieces we're working with here. So you want to get into your categories that you wrote down? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we'll go categories uh, just to help you know structure the conversation. The first one I want to start with was moments. Let's talk about moments of the movie. Uh, and I want to Neil. We'll start with you on this one. Uh, Talk to me about what do you have as like the funniest moment of the movie? So maybe unintentionally when I think I can't remember the full quote, but when Billy basically ends it with never settle, I just started laughing out loud <laughs> because I just thought of like the, Hen what is it? The Hennessy commercials, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the guys setting the speed record in the desert, you know? And I was like, dude, yeah. he's literally like, he should be on that commercial. Like <sighs> never stop, never settle. Yeah. You know? So like, I was like, that was unintentionally funny. Um, Literally every time uh, Robert Mercek is on camera. <laughs> and I want to say this. I, he's got the Doom 3 shirt as on. Fall, uh, like, I love, I, like, he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. Like, complete menace, dedicated to the cause. Like, you know, no, like, no self-awareness for, like, how dorky he is. It's awesome. He's great. He's, he seems, he's, he's super of all, earnest. Of all the characters, he seems to be like one of the most comfortable in his own skin yeah. too, which I was like, yeah, this guy's the best. I think like, Walter's up there too. And he, he kind of betrays me a little bit with, you know, all the shenanigans with the, uh, the conspiracy on the, you know, the, um, well, sending the guys to Steve's house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that, that, and that whole exchange with the wife, that was also funny to me. I was like, God, can you imagine? I was just picturing these like nerds showing up at her door and she's like, <laughs> fuck is my husband <laughs> doing? Like I have to go to work. And then they just like ambush the grandma and like go and break the break the Donkey Kong. And it's your boy Brian Q that's doing it. I know he's the worst. Yeah. So I think he peer pressured my boy Robert. So Robert Murzak, we'll get into this. But did you guys stick around for the credits? The kind of like, where are they now? Sort of thing. Uh, no, okay. no, I didn't. All right, no. well, we'll get into that later. Cause okay. I, I believe we got a little more information on where where Rob ended okay. up. Okay. Okay. Well, but funniest thing was when. I said the line earlier, I got to watch these Atari videos, these Atari <laughs> records from Brazil. I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing stuff. Like, like that's how he caps it off. And, and, and not to, to not to derail us. Yes, this, is, this is Dwayne Richards Nibbler uh, performance. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's 48 straight hours of paying attention right there. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I got to make sure there's no skips in the screen. I've got to make sure, you know, there's no funny business going on. No, what does he call it? I wrote it down. Uh, he has to be on the lookout for glitch abuse. <laughs> <laughs> they put it on the screen. Make sure there's no glitches or or glitch abuse. Yeah, that's they put going like on. The, the rules on the screen at one point, which is great. Oh, um, but side note, everybody's and what we can get to this later. But everybody in the movies' life and where they live, Walter, Robert, Steve, is it just? It's kind of a mess. Yeah. Except <laughs> for Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Who is quaffed. Perfectly. I mean, I'm so, so jealous of his the, hair. The it doesn't feathered, move. The and they finally give you a little taste, just a little taste of how he takes care of his hair late in the movie. But well, I mean, that, this shit doesn't move. So that, that'll transition into, I had two on my funniest uh, list. 
One was exactly that. The the montage over the uh, I think it's a Leonard Cohen song. I think it's called Everybody Knows. And there's that's when Billy is like he's blow drying his hair in, <laughs> in the bathroom and it's kind of this it's like cr- peek through the door. It's kind of this karate kid style montage. And it is just so fucking funny and well edited. There's a couple lines in the song that are like you know, it's like the like this kind of tips the hand of like the editing of the whole movie where it's like the, you know, the poor stay poor. And they show this like really homely, you know, unnecessarily like depressing shot of Steve and then the rich stay rich. And it's like this hero shot of of Billy's <laughs> uh, hot wing sauce. And it's just like that killed me and Not made only, me laugh so It's hard. like his whole shelf of hot, of hot sauces. <laughs> I mean, he's got like a... a uh, an app, it's like a Costco warehouse <laughs> yes. of hot sauce. It's unbelievable. So that was one. And then the other one was uh, another speech Billy gives, which we're going to dedicate a lot of this these categories to Billy, I'm sure. But the one where, uh, you know, everybody wants... <laughs> so, <laughs> you know that uh, everybody can picture, like, when you get a high score on a video game, you enter your three initials. <laughs> and he does this whole parable about, like, you know, everybody wants to know what my initials are. Like, if you if you don't know what it are, what it is, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Yeah. You don't know what Billy Mitchell's about, and it, of course, his his initials are USA that he uses. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, I've got these guys coming in from Brazil, these guys coming in from Argentina, and you know, we got to keep America on top. He's he's the original MAGA, <coughs> man. I, Which, by the way, I, I, dig, I absolutely know who Billy would have voted for. In dig, the last election. Oh, dig into uh, uh, listen. We can stick to sports here, but dig into uh, <laughs> Billy's Twitter account, and there's oh, oh my some god, serious takes going on over there. Um, yeah. I recently do. and he like he tweets a lot it's great uh, yeah uh okay so my I, I had a couple funniest uh some contenders just the whole idea of like billy essentially using doris as a drug mule <laughs> <laughs> like he sends and he gets it on the cheek he sends the world record videotape <laughs> Up to New Hampshire with Doris. You can you can lose your bags. Still lose this tape. You can lose your life, <laughs> but don't lose this tape. Um, yeah, he, he just which speaks to like his sociopathic yeah, tendencies. It's a drug mule. Um, I think, as you said, I had written down the the whole you know Robert in his room watching videotapes. Uh, but I want to talk. It's 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 a quick scene, and so I almost we have another category about like you know best like throwaway moment or whatever. Uh, but I, th- I think it's the funniest moment for me. It's the montage around the fun spot in New Hampshire. And they're talking about all the, the world-class gamers are competing. And they cut to this guy in khaki <laughs> oh, pants <yeah>. and <laughs> a tucked-in T-shirt in the parking lot. Trunk slamming. Slamming his trunk. <laughs> just visibly upset. Uh, and, and then he walks off in disgust. You have no idea who he is, what's going on. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but you know that uh-huh. he's, he has not set a world record. Uh, I thought that was the funniest little five seconds of the movie. Um, all right. Well, let's go on to the opposite end of the spectrum. Saddest moment. We might have a quorum here. Yeah. We might have unanimous. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I had the fun spot. You know, when when uh, Steve flies all the way there, he sets a record, and he just he has to leave with his tail between his legs, basically. No quorum. No? For me. That, obviously, is sad. Saddest moment was in the car when his daughter said, some people oh. ruin their lives to oh. be in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's, God, and I just, I like, I was, that. like, sepoku. Like, yeah. <laughs> On my on the yeah. on the common room floor, in the she's like what seven? Yeah, and that's she, a great and, and call. And it's just the clip is just long enough to see the reaction on his face, where he kind of like he's looking at her, and then he goes, 
huh. <laughs> <laughs> like as in, you know, and then they cut. And then it goes something it goes right, completely right. like change gears yeah. something else. And I'm like, wow. And that that'll get something I want to talk about a little later related to the Guinness Book of World Records. But that was the saddest moment for me. Um, my saddest moment, I, I struggle with this a little bit, but I, I think in, it, it provides a lot of comedy, but I think in a broad sense, uh, Mr. Awesome having this years, years, years long blood feud with Billy Mitchell and restraining over, order over a missile command high score is like when you, when you put it in like the light of day, right? Like a sober light, like, God, that's kind of sad. <laughs> well, even even his statement about For like, sure. I just want a little bit of recognition. Yeah, like, I, can, I just want can, a little bit of fame. Like just like that, that classic. Like you can tell it's kind of ruined uh, his yeah his life. Like, that that scene of the movie or the documentary reminded me of the movie Requiem for a Dream, when like Shooter McGavin's on like the infomercial. <laughs> you know, just like uh, you know, just like I got it. It was you know, it, it was uh. Those are good. And that was part of my cringeworthy. Okay. So. Well, let's go right to yeah. there then. Uh, I asked you guys, like, what, what, what scene or what, you know, what, what line made you cringe the most? I don't know that I boiled it down to a single line, but it was every time Brian Q was on screen. <laughs> yes. It's just like, oh god, this guy needs to just get out of here. Yeah. He. So a little more background. He he reveals in the uh, in the film that he retired at age thirty. Uh, from the banking industry which is kind of the upset of the century and he he's like yeah so this is gonna be great so now i can just like set world records and it's so clear that he's just he's not even in the same league as these guys yeah but can and he I, calls himself the prodigy he does all these no, all these things every interview he turns into like he frames into being about, about himself yes. Yes. where it's like yeah hey steve's about to break the all-time record live at you know this at the masters basically just got a couple fire and barrels. he's like yeah you know barrels. you know it's uh it's disappointing uh and you know you thought it would be me and you know maybe it still will and i don't know maybe he'll uh <laughs> you know maybe he'll he'll uh get he'll get killed it's, i don't it's, know it's a tough war no, sometimes the luck goes against the, you he's the classic guy of like you know dude have you seen that that simpsons episode and you know whoever says no i haven't seen it and then they proceed to tell you about it <laughs> like dude i haven't seen it like you know like oh like yeah, this world record's about to be broken. Yeah, but let me tell you about the fire barrels <laughs> that I, the, the anvils that got me. Right. You know, it's like nobody fucking cares. Well, what you didn't he, mention, he would be the golfer who describes every shot in his round yes, he, after after the round. He not only retired, he he retired. He was living somewhere else. He retired and then moved to New Hampshire exactly. to live right by the the fun spot. And as far as so, this was another. Uh, th th there's a lot of talk about kill screens in the <laughs> in the dock, and the kill screen is basically the the game. These old games don't have enough memory for the last board, the last level. And so the kill screen is just like, hey, man, we're out of memory, and like, there's no way for you to play this level, so you're just going to die. And that's where you've maxed out your game. And so Brian talks about one day, just I can't wait until I reach a kill screen. According to uh, Billy on Twitter the other day, because Billy, I, I haven't clicked into any of these, but apparently he, he's on Twitch all the time, just like streaming his, his oh, games. Sure. And maybe he was just referencing the movie. But he literally, less than a month ago, tweeted something that was like, hey, Brian Q is about to reach a kill screen. So, which leads me to believe, like, in 15 years, like, he never was able to do it. But maybe... And Steve maybe does it, like, three there. times in the in the movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, Brian's whole deal was the most cringeworthy of me. Did you have anything? Um, one other one was Slimy Steve um, <laughs> trying to be, like, you know hashtag more than an athlete like he's always in like his <laughs> law law office like he reminded me of uh 
what's Ben Stiller's character in Dodgeball? Dwight. Uh, White Goodman. White, yeah, he's like, oh, I like to break a mental sweat. You know, he's like standing, like reading like an encyclopedia of law. And it's like, oh, man, this guy stinks. There like, was, uh, in the in the most endearing possible way, I, I say this, but also the most depressing way, watching that was like, you know what? Like, I think I could make a documentary. Like, looking at, <laughs> looking at these shots yeah. and stuff, and then I'm like, you know what? Fuck, man, if I did, like, this is what it would look like. <laughs> it doesn't look very good. But, yeah. I, I, the only thing I'll add is, um, the like, the little... They almost remind me of, like, the Techno Bowl screens of Walter as the referee. Like his oh, different, I had that, too. Like, yes. his different calls. Oh. Yes. Walter's in Those full referee awkward. outfit. Like, he's making these, like, fake football video game... Uh, <laughs> He almost referee gets a, calls. He gets it's, a pass like, though, because he's like yeah. so. He's almost like old yeah, enough was, where it's like, all right, man. Like that felt like the filmmaker's bad idea. Yeah, you're no, a lost not cause. Bad idea. Also, uh, I would say cringiest or even maybe saddest is there's a scene where um, Steve Weeby is on the couch getting. He's light. He's just lighting up about. I think he's going to play head to head Billy in Hollywood, and his wife is off to the side, and I. Don't know if she knows she's on camera. She's just staring despondently off into the distance, like <laughs> "fuck this." Like, it, and I was like, "Oh man!" And in, in that moment, I was kind of like, "Man, are they gonna make it?" Like, because like, he's just not there. Yeah. And, like you can, he is so focused on this video, this stupid video game in their garage. Like from her perspective, it's like, man, I, she might be the MVP of the of yes, the documentary that's a good for take. sure for being able to be like, he's got to do it, you know. And she yeah. says that a lot. She's very self-aware about it all. Yeah. She's just like, man, he has been just kind of kicked in the face for, for a good portion of his life here, and he needs this to, to kind of center himself and get over it. Your take about the editing, though, at the beginning kind of frames that a little bit more for me because I doubt that's all. It, it's almost like that's all they edit in of her saying, where well, I bet there's uh, hours of her talking about oh, how yeah. much she loves him. and and Yeah, of course. It just feels like they only – because at first I was like, man, she kind of stinks, but it's like – you know, thinking about it in that frame, and then after a while, seeing how she sticks with it and like really backs him, she's well. She that turns into like the MVP. That's one of the things that and maybe it's just because we kind of sort of pseudo do this now for a living. But one of the things I always have have I notice a lot more now when I watch stuff is you notice what clothes people are wearing during interviews. Sure. So you know, like, oh shit, this is all out of order. Like, there's no way he could have. He did this interview before that happened. So they're just like now they're just cherry picking all these little parts and pieces to out of context. Yeah, to yes. fit the to fit the narrative. So I think that's interesting. But on the wife side, I mean, yes, some of it's probably editing, but on the other hand, like there's a scene, how about her in the car where it's clearly just like her and the filmmaker and she's like crying about yeah. you know, she's kind of breaking down about everything. So like, yeah, I don't think that's fake or edited or anything. So it's it's kind of this weird uh, combo of both. I, I, think. I do like some of the frame, the the, the, the shots in the cars. Like Walt, there's one of Walter, and he's in the front seat, and the cameraman's in the holding back the guitar, seat. and the, the the front like the front passenger seat's like leaned all the way back, and he's like sitting like ninety degree, like looks facing like the driver. Looks like something I like that '70s show. It's just like, man, who thought to frame it this way? Like speaking to like me, like seeing things differently yeah. since we are filming stuff. It's like. The hell? Why is he sitting like that? It's just like this is so awkward, you know. Well, and slimy Steve just standing out in front of the playset <laughs> for some of the, like, the interviews, just a like full, full stand up <laughs> shot. Yeah, like like you see go, his whole body. You go stand in front of the, your swing set there. <laughs> like, it just like doesn't make any sense. No, and that's where I like that is. But the it's part so that, charming. No, that's the part that like is nails on the chalkboard for like our own stuff. 
So when I watch that, it's like, oh, God, that's exactly what I do. It's oh. like you have no idea. It's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I think this looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah. And yeah, then you get, stand over there. Hey, and then you go edit it. words from yeah. on camera? It's like, and then you turn go, the camera on. Yeah, then you go edit it. It's like, oh, God, this looks so stupid. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have – I wrote down most existential. Oh, I thought did this you? was the best category. Yeah, that's okay. a great category. All right. I, did, I didn't know if that you, was you a, kicked a this dumb off. one. Okay. I thought uh, – <laughs> I, I thought the most ex- – well, Walter – I thought – Walter going into, you know, um, he's ready to let it go. He's talking about Twin Galaxies and what a burden it's been. Uh, you know, he created this. Essentially, he's created a monster. And I thought it was really revealing uh, as he's talking about, like, and I don't even know if I really believe him, but he but he says, you know, I, I don't need this. You know, all these other guys, they really need it. So, that, so that's why I got to keep it going. Like, I don't know how to end it. Um, I, that was the most existential moment to I, me. I had the same thing written down. That okay. was I absolutely love that moment. And there's some great shots that they weave in of all the guys in the room together, and they're giving away like some stupid certificate or something, and everybody's cheering and clapping, and it's exactly what he's talking about. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, man, this is yeah. You know what? At some level, this kind of it's not really about me anymore. Yeah, which I think is like, man, who hasn't who hasn't felt that? Right. Right. I had a different one. <laughs> and if you haven't felt that, like that's a, someone else in your life is probably <laughs> feeling a, that. That's a good one. I had a different one, and it was the moment that Billy walks in finally to the Guinness tournament in yeah. Hollywood, Florida, and Steve's on the you know last day of a four-day bender trying to beat his world record. He's clearly apathetic. He's tired. He's frustrated. Billy walks in with... You know, was with Evelyn and the hoo has and he's parading her around, and he's like, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. He's basically campaigning, and you can just see Steve. It's like this is the moment he's been waiting for, and he doesn't know what to do. He gets stuck yeah. between release patterns where he's, and all he musters is like a, "Hey, Billy, how are you?" While he's like continues to play like not very well, and then he like you know loses his last life. Billy like, stiffs him too. Yeah, he yeah. does. He just stands behind him and and kind of alphas him in a. You know, sociopathic the, way. The quote is: "There, there's some people here I don't really want to spend too much time with." Yeah, and he or, walks or away. Or no, so I, I don't want you to spend too much time with. I mean, that's what it is. So yeah. Like to because he's leading his wife around yes. by the hand, and then you know, then he goes and stands over there behind the machines, but still in view of Steve, and just you know, kind of gets in his head. And so, you know, if I ever had a chance, that's I would want to ask Steve Weeby how if he, you know, if he plays that one over again. You know, did he? That seems like the moment he'd probably. You know, as a kid, you know, you lay in bed like, oh, man, if I ever get the chance, I'm going to, this one, yeah. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say when that Spaldo walks in and it's then the, you just don't say it. It's the George Costanza jerk store yeah. moment, basically. Yeah. They're running out of you. Yeah. So that had, I had an existential, you know, feeling like, oh, no, you I let had, them off the hook. I had the Walter line written down, but then the other one I had written down, maybe you guys had this in your Billy Mitchell quotes section, but uh, <laughs> when he's talking about the Red Baron. And he's oh. talking about, uh, yes, Billy basically lays out this life philosophy. He says, you know, the top British pilot in uh, World War One, World War One, World War Two, World War One, one. Uh, you know, nobody knows that guy's name. Uh, he he had twenty three twenty three kills. kills. Nobody knows the the top American pilot. Nobody knows that guy. He had twenty nine kills. Eddie Rickenbacker. Yeah, yes, which we will get to. <clears throat> Everybody knows the Red Baron. He had seventy some kills. 83, 83, 83 kills, and. The quote that Billy lays out is like, I believe he says, there's just a level of difference t- to people. And he's completely drilling this thing down into like, he's the best. Look at the numbers. And it's like, yeah, he's a fucking Nazi, man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not all about the numbers. Like, he, yeah. he was like, 
I think he was on the wrong side. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's a humanity to it as well. God, that, that's perfect. That, yeah. uh, I, so I thought that was pretty much, that's kind of the whole movie in a nutshell right there. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's existential. The only other one I had written down was when they interview the two junior high kids <laughs> and they, the girl realizes that Steve has the world record. That's production, great. And then she goes, Oh my God, all the science teachers here are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There might be some truth to, uh, and how about the fact shout that out junior high science teachers? They, yeah. they have that boy on camera. He just doesn't say what anything. <laughs> Anyways. Um, this one I was really excited about cause yeah. I, I'm, I'm more excited what you guys are going to come up with. It's, uh, your favorite subtle or throwaway moment of, of the movie. Neil, you want to kick it off here? Um, well, I thought the most, uh, not so much like in a funny way, but subtle moment was Steve using markers on his screen. Oh, that was great. Speaking to like yeah. how this is like a, you know, it's like it's technical, a, it's technical. And he's like carving out like parabolas of like, here's how I have to jump over these fire barrels, you know, on, on X map or right. level or whatever. So that was, that was big, uh, strapping the camcorder to film, uh, to fill that just was like a. God, that hit me hard. I was like, oh, man. Like, how old is this movie? Like, you know, it's like 2005. Yeah. Shit, man. Like, yeah, that was that was kind of, you know, it set the uh, set the time frame for me, too. So, uh, but my favorite is Mappy Greg Bond uh, <laughs> describing the gang going buck wild at the rental house after the fun spot marathon with the boys. He's just like, yo, we got, I can't remember the game they had in there. Like, ladybug. Think, ladybug. Ladybug. Yeah, yeah. Todd Rogers is going yeah. ham. <laughs> on ladybug. Listen, we got the, we got Ladybug in there. Todd Rogers is about to, to, uh, to nail it. So I don't know if it's a throwaway, but it's just like he's standing out in front of the, yo, 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 we check. Just, we got some, pizza. We got got like, some pizza. It's like, you know, across from the kiosk, we got the Lax Bros. Like, yo, yo, check it out. We're about to go down tonight. Play some Pong in the front yard. You know, and it just was like, his energy was like, yo, you can't believe what's going on over here. <laughs> And then, and then in walks, you know, you know, cuckold Brian Koo with, uh, you know, the tape from Billy, like it's the you know, Ark of the Covenant. Like he's walking up, yeah. like it's, it's like the, the, the Joseph Smith's tablet. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's like, no, clear the way, clear the way. And, and Mappy Greg's like, oh shit, it's going down. <laughs> like none of them are, they're all like, you can just see they're all like stinky. They're like not wearing shoes, you know, it's uh, like. No females. Yeah, nowhere. Oh my God. Well, that, that actually leads into one of my favorites, uh, which was Mark Alpacher, uh, talking about how there, you don't see many DDG girls in the arcade. And, and just to be clear, DDG just does mean drop dead gorgeous. Uh, I thought that was an excellent line. Uh, I thought the first moment that you see Billy's parents is like, again, it's like if Billy was a, like it's straight out of like a cartoon, like that's, yeah, that those would be his parents. Um, the other one I had, I mentioned glitch abuse. That was, a, that was a good one. The other one I had was uh, a, a guy I, I really want to talk about is uh, Steve's friend Mike Thompson. Oh God, he's interviewed I'm like so four, like four different times in like four different outfits. He seems like he's the bankroll though. Yes, exactly. Right? And one of the one of the times is like on this beautiful like lake, yes. and it's it kind of feels like it's his house. But there's another time where he's interviewed in like a dark basement with like this club shirt on and his hair's all <laughs> spiked up. And he's he lights up a cig yes, yeah. while, while he's talking, and that just like I kind of shook my world. I don't really know why it was so funny. I just that is not something you see. A and th there's nobody cool like you know. There's kind of a coolness associated with like let me just light up this cig real quick. There's no alphas in this movie whatsoever until you see Mike Thompson light up that cig. 
help. One thing I was struggling with the whole movie was who does Mike Thompson remind you of? Like, like a character from a movie. Can I, can I give you what, yes, what I please. settled was at first I was thinking Biff Tannen, yes. <laughs> but then I almost, I, well, I settled more on uh, Buzz McAllister. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I can't top those. Uh, my, my, Mavi uh, Greg ate all the pizza. Someone's going to have to barf it all up. My initial, because of the spiked hair, the initial one was the, uh, bit character in the movie 500 days of summer the guy that uh joseph gordon levitt punches in the face <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bars, that. this is your girlfriend yeah. this, this or this your boyfriend really this guy you know like that, yeah. that's who yeah. he reminded me he of. reminded me of he wasn't quite this cartoonish but a little bit uh will ferrell and wedding crashers yeah vibe a little bit uh Ch- chaz chaz yeah he kind of reminded me of that guy a little um I just think, an I think all-star Buzz character. McAllister. Buzz yeah. McAllister, is a, that's, that's a great one. Um, like a grown-up Buzz McAllister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I had written down exactly the DDGs, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 which, by the way, stands for Drop Dead Gorgeous Girls. Um, I had written down Brian, they, they when they're finally getting ready to show uh, – Billy's world record at the fun spot in front of everybody. You see Brian Windexing the TV, <laughs> yes. making sure there are no smudge marks on the TV. Like I, I think it just like spoke to like his sheer devotion to Billy. Uh, we've we've got a kill screen coming up in about two minutes, guys. Uh, if you Steve Weeb is actually going for a kill screen. We got a kill, over uh, guys. Kong. Just uh, you know, um, you know, hey, hey Terry, uh, we got a uh, just in case you're curious, uh, got a kill screen in about two minutes coming up um, over here on Donkey Kong. Can I tell you my favorite? Throwaway part. Do you guys remember Robert? Yeah, of course. How could I forget him? Doing the hand weights. <laughs> <laughs> Those bootleg ass hand weights that he's just like flexing, like he's five pound weight, just flexing his, making sure his forearms stay uh, stay swole. Uh, I'd say another good throwaway one. That one's hard to beat. Is maybe this is more existential. Is when Steve does the live record. Just the really really apathetic smattering of applause. Yes. That's a good. At, that's a good one. When the kill screen comes up, and it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, wow, cool. like that—that's it's like the biggest accomplishment. Well, so that's a very underrated part of this. I think is as fast as it seems like everything's moving when you actually see like the game screens and stuff. I think they mentioned when he got to that kill screen, like the game took like two hours and forty minutes yes. or something. Yeah, two twenty-seven. So, I think or that's was what it's two and a half. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that has to be very unexciting to be around. <laughs> And imagine that would just like zap all your energy out. I would think. Yay! Well, yeah. how about yeah. that? But then, but then, Mappy Greg at the after party, he's like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> but that was the big down? irony. Was he said by Brian kind of bringing all these people around him, which Brian was trying to do it to get him to mess up. Mm-hmm. Steve said that actually kind of yes. gave him a lot of energy right. and, and gave him a second wind, which you know I thought was pretty interesting. Can we move to just Billy Mitchell quotes real quick, please? For sure. Uh, Let's. I, I had two categories here: the funniest and the most outlandish. I. I mean, they're they're kind of one in the same a little bit. So let's just talk about like, give me your one, two, three favorite Billy Mitchell quotes. That, that and we may have covered some already. Yeah, I think we need to clear the air on the. There's the one that is kind of the like the poster for the whole movie, which is the the abortion. The abor- one. That's yeah. That's what which I, I think. Let's just get that one out of the here, way. Which, I, I want to read you my notes because I don't even have the quote, but I was so. Like when I was watching, I was trying to take notes quickly. It just says, B Mitch using abortion analogy. <laughs> Exclamation point. B Mitch is the original MAGA with America first ties and all. Uh, I believe the direct quote is, you know, no matter what I say, it draws controversy. It's, 
kind of like the the abortion issue and <laughs> yeah. like, Whoa! him just basically not having no self-awareness that what he says about donkey kong records uh is on equal footing with you know one of the countries i would say uh most polarizing conversations of the last hundred years uh is is a pretty good encapsulation so i i had that one of course i'm sure everybody had that one yeah. i had uh not even Helen of Troy had this much attention <laughs> yes, uh, when uh, when he's on the phone with Cucky Brian Q uh, talking about like okay so and so is here everybody's everybody's watching the tape it's about to click to a million nothing nothing in the world could drag us away from this moment oh people love it Billy yeah oh, everybody's uh, glued to it not even Helen of Troy had this much attention God, the whole which is just such a stupid like yeah I've, I've seen a couple of history documentaries so I'm actually I've, I'm pretty well versed in do, the world do you know who Billy actually sound like Billy Billy actually is uh when President Trump gives those sir, like he'll, he'll make up those sir stories, sir, sir, nobody's nobody's seen nobody's seen Donkey Kong scores this good, sir. Like that's actually you me, sir. We didn't know that was possible to get that high. That's of course. actually how Billy. Yes, that's actually how Brian talks to Billy. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, God, that's a good take. Um, I had one about the chicken. Uh, Billy says. <laughs> The all-around most seasoned person in the hot sauce chicken wing industry? <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> I had that one, too. That's that's one of the best. And then uh, the only other one, I was, uh, it just it's tickled me for some reason. He's talking about how hard Donkey Kong is. He goes, the average Donkey Kong game doesn't last a minute. It's yeah. Absolute brutality. <laughs> <laughs> I think in a very matter of fact tone, <laughs> just like brutality. You, do you know how fucking hard this is? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's the, his first line in the movie. I think the first time you see him, I wrote down that quote too, which is uh, there will always be this argument that video games are meant to be fun. Believe me, <laughs> some of it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the oh, God, it's, I think it's his facial expression too, which obviously doesn't. Well, and the, the, and the fact that his hair stays perfectly he's got like, and he's got like he, the lego everybody else like, like the saying, lego girls hair basically earlier everyone else is disheveled <laughs> like everyone like in the you know when they're going buck wild after the, the fun <laughs> spot everyone is disheveled they look stinky they're slobs they're play like walter's place he's got like a keyboard and like just stacks of it's like a complete chaos and then billy mitchell is in a suit and tie usually uh and jeans a america themed tie and jeans or, or no, sometimes it's just a suit, you know, with like, like a, you know, pretty loud shirt, like yeah. a purple or yellow. Pastel. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pastel shirt. And then, uh, you know, USA themed tie in every single shot. Yeah. Which is just like, what? Like it just, everything well, about it. takes him so seriously. It, sc- it screams socio. We all should, we all should be so lucky. Do you know who Billy reminds me of? I, I don't know. I should have maybe led with this, but think of like movie character. I, I, that's kind of how I placed a lot of these people. Like, right. God, they remind me of like other movie characters. Billy Mitchell really reminded me of Ellis from Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the uh, yeah, like the East, the East Coast Ellis. <laughs> yeah, Bubby. not quite as relaxed as Ellis. I'm not... your white knight. Yeah, it's, it's fine, John. I'm talking to him. <laughs> I don't know. Just but the then whole, nobody just dead. The but then there's he, no he Hans. Was, he would be like Ellis's cousin. The problem something. is there's no Hans to, you know, basically execute him. Like. Well, then, you know, well, maybe the, yeah. So like, uh, it, I, well, I but, think but we'll j- get j- into just the, reality. Just the, reality might be Hans. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, uh, well, maybe, maybe the document, maybe the documentary yeah, filmmaker exactly. is Hans. Exactly. <laughs> We've kind of touched on this, but 
I, I don't know if you guys have other stuff we haven't mentioned, but st- the, Steve gets dunked on by his family and friends. Almost the whole movie. And we've talked about how it's probably editing. Like, yeah. they, they set him up to to play up this, you know, guy, he's just down on his luck, kind of poor schlep. Um, but I just laughed. Like, his parents are kind of bagging on him. Oh his God. wife bags on him. His friends are like, yeah, he's just like, can't get I, anything I, to go his, his way. Buzz McAllister says... I've literally never seen anyone qu- cry as much as Steve Lee. That's what he leads with. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that might be what he's smoking yeah. the sig. Yeah. And then the other one I had written down was his mom just matter-of-factly being like, yeah, you know, I've always thought he had Asperger's. Or, yeah, autism. Autism. I thought he was always, you know, like on the spectrum a <laughs> yeah. little bit, you know. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah I guess, okay. okay. That's a, But it's just like the tone of it, you know, which, again, yeah. leads me to think it was taken out of like – Maybe not out of context, but just like as a part of a wider statement. Right. <laughs> I think that for me, uh, you know, not only does he get dunked on by his friends and his family and, and all those people, but he kind of becomes an integral part of this video game community as well. And we've kind of joked about it a couple of times, but just to say it explicitly, they call him Steve Weeb for almost the entire film. I'm, I'm glad you Everybody that's... mispronounces his name. And that, again, is another encapsulation of just like, yeah, nobody really gives this guy the respect that maybe he deserves. Finally, finally stands finally up. Finally, at the very end. Well, he. I think the filmmakers. Stand, I think the filmmakers is how I it no, sounded no, to me said, was he's getting an award, or or you know his condemnation from Walter. He says, "Yeah, I want to bring up Steve Weeb," and then you hear a voice in the background say, "Can you introduce him, again? Walter? Can you say that again?" It's Steve Weeby. I thought, he and then said he said, that. "I don't think he did," because I was going to say that was a finally uh, to me that was almost a climactic if moment he, of the movie. Exactly, where he finally stood up it, for himself. If it was him, then I totally. I agree. was yelling at the TV when. You know, they bring in Billy's tape and they watch it and, and it's like, dude, how are you not going to stand up and be like, That's whoa, whoa, like, whoa, this is like bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I like yell at somebody. Yeah, like do something about it, dude. Right. But I guess not. I wish we could ask him. It'd be, that, that's the type of stuff like we just got. Um, anything else to cover there, guys? Or like this, this is one of the, I, can we, can we, we, we've placed them as kind of movie characters, but I want to place some of these guys as like, let's, let's bring it into the golf world. Sure. Uh, presumptively most of our <laughs> listeners are golf fans. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, they might have to be uh, during these trying times, other, some, fans of something other than golf yeah. right now. To, to kick off the discussion, I, 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 the two guys in particular, I, in, in addition to let's make some comparison to, to pro golfers, but I want to know if their dogs are killer or Billy and Steve. I, I think we got to answer the dog or killer or neither question for sure. both of those guys. Well, for, I mean, does anybody, I mean, <laughs> I mean, unequivocally Billy Mitchell's a killer. Yeah. And he's a killer by I don't any th- means necessary. I don't think he's a dog. I don't does think he's not, either. does yeah. not operate under the Geneva convention. Like, <laughs> guys going, there's no, no holds bar. I'm going, right. you're, you're, you're you're gonna die, but but he's a, he's a very rare killer, but not dog. And you know what's fucked up? I had them both <laughs> as killers, but not dogs. That's weird too, because See, I, I I had Steve Weeby. Steve as, has the all time records in both. Yeah, but I think he's a I think he's more of a a dog as far as he's willing. To, he'll show mm. up anywhere. He'll cross the country. He he didn't back down from the fight. I suppose. The, he just wanted it to. He was like, I mean, he kind of backed down at every turn. Well, like he, not okay. not like you're right. You're right. Not. I know what you mean. Like not he technically, he did show it was like up. Eighty percent of life is showing up. He but showed he, up, but he also the twenty percent. He also backed down on like the people got in his garage. Yeah, like you <laughs> literally, know, like all like every every time where he could have been like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like he didn't. Okay, that's fair. Which I can't say that I would either. But you you're know, it's not really my here. my strong suit either. But 
Um, so I, you, you I, had had them both as, I had them both as killers, but uh, not dog. That's not dog. You kind of kind of got me. That's interesting. Steve's the tougher one. I, I could see arguments for either, not both. You know who's a dog, but not a killer? <laughs> Robert Merzak. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like unequivocally. <laughs> like he's doing the dirty work. He's yeah. in the mud. He's rolling yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think Greg Bond, the Mappy Champ, is the dog no, too. No, d- yeah, and and Todd. Uh, Todd Rogers, Todd Rogers the ladybug champ. He, he might be. The, I'm, we're gonna go to alphas and betas later. <laughs> but you know where I stand on Todd Rogers, ultimate alpha. <laughs> I had Mr. Awesome was a, Mr. Awesome oh, was a yeah, dog for, as well. Yeah, but oh, definitely sure. not a, not, not a killer. Not a killer. Yeah, but an alpha too. Yes. complete alpha. <laughs> the alpha omega. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do let's do the. I want to be pro golfer. All right, analogies. do you, do you have a do you have a a I got good one for Billy. Uh, yeah, I think he's Mickelson, a hundred percent. I think he's mm. he's like kind of. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? He's kind of uh, speaking of like the subprime mortgage things that I was thinking. I was like, yeah. I feel like he's got some skeletons in the closet financially. I feel like he's he has a, a knack for flair, but it's also like when it counts, like, dude, you you know, are you gonna show up and play? Are you gonna like? He just these like things where you're like, what are you thinking, man? And how? Well, I want to jump in right there because I had him as like a Norman. Mm. Oh, that I didn't. That's because a good one. of a couple of things you just said. He's like, a businessman. Well, that's he's a, a he's a businessman. That's he, a better one. He I like did that. get to the absolute top. Yes, but he like when it came time to perform, the serious question. Marks yeah, you got out. no argument there. I'll, I would. I'm. I'll jump on that boat. I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have a world number one or close to it as uh, as Mickelson was, but. Maybe recency bias here, but let me just throw out a couple things. Someone who's who scaled the mountain, Masters champion. Someone who, uh, you know, did the tape skip a little bit when it <laughs> when it skipped over to a million points. I don't know. It'd be hard. I would love to. I'd love to check the footage. Uh, someone who would probably wear jeans and a fucking USA tie with a pastel shirt. Uh, someone with see a where this is going. God, this suspect is wife and parents. Um, Got crowned by the rules committee. Got crowned by the rules committee. I mean, he's definitely Patrick Reed, for sure. Like, That's look at the quotes. Look at the every. I mean, he's for sure Patrick Reed. I just the only thing that doesn't hold up is is you know obviously Patrick Reed's not number one in the That's, world. That's kind of where I had Reed for somebody else. Okay. So I, but I agree. I like that you made. <laughs> like it. honestly, most of them are Patrick Reed. <laughs> yes, but uh, you yeah. made a, you made a really strong case there. Thank you. But I like. No, I didn't even think about Norman. That's really well. I almost like too. he he is Patrick Reed as a person, but maybe his accomplishments are correct. I, I agree. Maybe more Nor- Norman, yeah. but I, I the Patrick. Well, Reed thanks for we'll reach yeah, across the Patrick app. Reed one is yeah. fantastic. One and one A there. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, I for Steve Weeby, I had uh, I was kind of torn. I had Spieth and Cantlay. So I, I had modern Spieth. Modern Spieth, yeah. That's, down. that's I, I'm like leaning the, towards Spieth. The guy too. who's getting kicked kicked around, uh, can't catch a break. I had that, and I had Ernie Els as well. Just big dude, very likable, great athlete, and just like got the worst breaks in the world and just kept getting decimated by the cat. <laughs> when, like, <laughs> you, he would like play, these, he'd yeah. play these all-time rounds <laughs> and just finish a distant <laughs> second to the cat. In any other universe, he, he's the best player in the world. I, I like those. Yeah, I that's. I had Spieth more so beats himself up a little bit. Yeah, I can for sure. Seems see like that. a head case, but like prolific talent. Like how's and also and like really also normal. thinking like, yeah nor- relatively exactly. like normal. has has thoughtful things to say and also like how did he how is he so good 
it's like, dude, you got a family. Like you can just sit in your garage and get good. Like all these other guys, it's like their whole, whole life is consumed by it. And his is in some way, but he's still clearly a functioning adult. And right. he's a great, you know, science teacher and, and beloved by his friends and, and students. So yeah, I, I Spieth is probably what I'd, I'd lean to. Els is good too, though. Yeah, those are good. I, 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 I couldn't decide on him. I, I'm, my Cantlay. I want to jump on board with with both of those. My, Please, my, well, my Cantlay well, thought was more just kind of aloof, yeah, uh, like prolific talent, but had can't seem to break through and aloof. But I think that was that's half baked. I like I sure. think Spieth is better. Um, does it make sense to compare Walter Day to a golfer? Well, I I, I had a couple. Golf, but I went golf adjacent. Okay. Uh, I think he's Nance. Okay. He's kind of like melodramatic, kind of like, you, you know, kind of seeing from the sidelines, like maybe used to play, but like he never, never sits down in front of a game, never talks about playing, kind of spooked by the games. It almost seems like, you yeah. know, oh, it's not for me, but like literally, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and lay all this out for everybody else. My only thing, kind of like, like the wines, like, <laughs> oh, but meditation, you know, like the calling with, I, with Nance. I see, where you, I see where you're going with that, but I, I would push back on like i've never looked at nance as someone who has an existential bone in their body you know what i mean whereas i feel like walter's he's sitting in the car probably smoking a J, <laughs> like talking about like his his songs are supposed to be sung with like eight guitars and four singers and he's talking about that he's talking about the transcendental meditation he's talking about all this different stuff so i i had a couple different ones God, of course please. mr jones uh just as kind of the founder of it all let me just like let me let me be the founder. I you know I don't know if he was one of the best at one time. I gotta think he had to be pretty good, a good player in his own right back in the day. But then he just kind of let me found this thing and let me just let me just be the elder statesman, uh, like Mister Bob Jones. And then the other one I had, which I don't think this stacks up at all, but I had Rory on my list just because Rory's the only guy that strikes me as any kind of existentialist at all. Yeah. I agree with that with Rory. I really like the Bob Jones one. I'm, you got me sold on that. I, I just with like the Augusta, time, you know, like he's yeah. like here's what I've like given if I, to if you. If I'm guys, gone, it fair. could fall into chaos. Yeah, it's kind of the vibe he. he I don't puts know if off, I, whether that's true or not. Your, your take on Nance though is like he seems to have interest out. I was going at it more from has a lot of interest outside of golf, and he's like. Yeah, I keep doing this golf thing because like they pay me thirty million bucks a year and like it, it matters. It means know? more to golf fans that I'm around. Exactly. Than it, than it, yeah, I can like see I'm the I voice. See, yeah. I'm basically the voice of the game here. But like, kind of like, you know, when we talk about the broadcast stuff, it's like you'd love to see Nance step up and be like, "Hey guys, we need to do this differently." Like the well, most influential dude at CBS probably, and he's just asleep at the wheel in a lot of ways. But that's why I think his to to his like. Maybe he's not that like aware. Maybe he's not. Well, that. but that's what I, I would love to to see a melding of him and Walter Day. I'd love to see Nance propped up in the front seat of that thing, smoking a J with his guitar, and, like <laughs> hearing what's actually on his mind. Because yeah. I feel like I've never seen never, that. You never heard it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, well, listen. That was a. I thought that was a a, a good dialogue. Great there. dialogue. Uh, next one on my list is Robert Murzak. Give Give me it, Randy. <laughs> give it. I, I I hope you got mine. Uh oh, God. I struggled with this one a little bit, and, and I don't know the, the the one I just kept coming back to. Like, and I think it's just more his appearances. He just like reminds me of a young Craig Stadler. That's <laughs> not what I have. I, I know, it. I know, but I I can't really support that with you know, um, I I, I don't know. I I, I struggled Would with this have? one. No, you first. I didn't have a good one with this one either. The scientist. 
Bryson. Bryson. <laughs> guy's deep in the process. He's yeah. so deep. I he's so lost in the could, tapes. I could definitely see he's that. He's the head referee. He's yeah. looking at all angles. He's trying to figure out. He's doing the hand weights. He's like <laughs> trying to get an edge. You know, he's reading the rule book. He's got the, you know, whatever in his yardage book to read the greens. Like he's doing it all. That's a great one. Yeah, he's got the guys out with the towel. Yeah, and, and like the super, <laughs> again, like almost like very comfortable and like, yo, I'm a weirdo and I don't fucking care. I'm, I, yeah. I'm full, full in I'm, on that I'm, one. You've got my yeah. full support on that one. Um, Slimy right. Steve. Slimy Steve. So I had, uh, this one pr- hasn't aged well with all the like Saudi Arabia stuff and whatever, but I had him as like Sergio, like right before he won the Masters. When like Sergio had, you know, he's kind of, kind of a wonderkind and then just like had, uh, you know, some, some not so good stuff go down. And then it kind of seemed like everybody was like, ah, you know what? That guy's fine. Whatever. He's, he's kind of inoffensive. And then he won the masters and everyone was like, yeah, cool, man. Good for, good for him. <laughs> I had him as a uh, Nota Begay. <laughs> Fuck, that's so much better. Oh, so I shouldn't have even wasted my time. That's yeah, so that's, much better. I know. I know. I had him as Ricky. <laughs> and for the reason it's like, I feel like he was at the very end of the movie. He was trying to break out of the golf boys. You know, he's like, sure. trying, like, oh man, actually, maybe I don't really want to hang out with this guy anymore. You <laughs> that, know, like, I get like away that from like Bubba. Yeah, you know? that's a good take specifically. Um, and then like, writes the book. You know, like the because that's kind of his claim to fame and at his title in the documentary is like wrote the, you know, the the master class on Donkey Kong. How to win a Donkey how to, Kong. How to win a Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, and he, it's like he wants to be in front of the camera, but he's clearly not the alpha. Which is where I'm, I'm throwing all my delegates to Nota Begay. Well, yeah. overcame, you know, has overcome some personal yeah. hardship, uh, sure. and got close with the with the goat yeah. through it. I mean, no, that's that's absolutely excellent. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Ricky because I had Ricky in the the Brian <laughs> Q role. I did too. Yeah. It's just like a total yeah. sycophant, like <laughs> you know. Uh, kind of the the young gun that's like there's really no there there you know like sure you know there, there's no substance like yeah i know you want to be like the next big thing but but you're just not dog <laughs> yeah i had him as He's patrick kissing ass i had uh cuckold brian as uh as patrick reed really because of how he turns everything he, around into his perspective yeah, i could see that 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 was and and he has this thing almost like can't see the world from any other perspective I think your Patrick Reed, you know, Billy Mitchell is a better Patrick Reed version, but I I also think he's the most hateable guy in the movie. So that also is like, which is why Randy with, put him as Ricky. Yeah, yeah. That's why it fits with Reed for me. I realize that's not widespread. Who? Well, who do you have him as DJ? I had Ricky as well. Oh, yeah. I think I think we might have a consensus. Yeah. I think the oranges have it here. All right. I'm excited about Mr. Awesome. Well, let's get there. Do you want to lead off or do you want to save it? I'll save it. Okay. So the next one's Roy, <laughs> Mr. Awesome Schilt. The one-man thrill ride. <laughs> this was actually, honestly, this is another one I kind of struggled I with. I struggled with, too. He's an absolute meat, meat missile. <laughs> I, I had him as Mickelson. Uh, that's fair. Actually, I mean, that's might as well good. be Roy Fig Jam Schilt, yeah. right? Like it's, God, that's a good one. It's kind of that whole uh, thing. I can't beat I'm For now, I'm throwing all my delegates <laughs> to you. I, I cannot beat that one. I had him as Westwood. Lee Westwood. Yeah, I can see as, that. As a complete, like, degaff and also opted out. Yeah. Like, yo, man, I'm going to go to the fucking horse race like i'm not going to the players and guess what i don't fucking care but still has game sure still kind of has his own records but he's like playing on the euro tour and winning he's still winning but like not really in the in the uh in the fun house anymore how about greg Ma- mappy greg <laughs> greg bond the mappy champion i 
I have Greg more as just a stereotype, just like any mutter, almost like a yeah. Shea Reve. Yeah. You know, I, like I think Chad. that's probably right. gets more from less than yeah. than anybody on there. I, yeah, I struggled with that one a lot. I, Shea, Shez Reve is a good one. I had Matt Every. Okay. I thought, you know, kind of says what he thinks. A bit of a, kind of a weird energy. Like, you know, like, well, I don't know, kind of just pops in and out. Like, oh, he's on the leaderboard again. <laughs> like, clearly has game, but like, doesn't really. He, he seems like he had no interest in being on camera every yeah. time. Like, hey, hey, Mappy Greg, can we get can we get you on camera? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's about to fucking go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you guys want? Uh, okay, I, just, okay, I, hope okay, I, I hope I'm not out of line saying that. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Yo, Steve, Steve said the Donkey Kong <laughs> and the Donkey Kong Junior World Record. Okay? And, he, and listen, he took both of those records. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but he, he took both of those records. And you know Billy's going to have something to say about that. Billy Mitchell always has a plan. All right, uh... Doris, the Cubert champion, the drug mule. I, I had thirsty Gary player for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be tough to beat for Doris. Just kind of, you know, just around flying, flying around. Uh, like, you what know. are we still doing? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cute the first time, and then it's like, hey, you know what? <laughs> that's good. You know, Doris. You know, thanks, but thanks, but no thanks. Take it all away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she's out there doing it. I respect that, but no thanks. I, I I can't beat that. I, I had Furic, and more so because it's just like, it, you know, Furic just keeps chugging along. And, like, every shot other than when he's with Mitchell, which is kind of like Tiger and Furic a little bit, like, you know, if you're, it's like he kind of gets roped into this stuff, but he kind of just wants to be – they just pan to her, like, over, like, 35 feet away playing Qbert by herself with no one around. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, to me, that's like Furyk just like. I can see that. He's just doing his thing. He's doing his thing. You know, just, he's, he's, he's just like just a, a yeoman. He's yeah. just an absolute, you know, just marathon guy. Like, just don't bother me. I'm good. Well, I believe it was, you, the, the film was dedicated to Doris. I believe she died right after they, know. right uh, after the filming commenced. But you talking about like Tiger and. Uh, it kind of just like, it, it just came to like, maybe like a Mark O'Mara. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. like, why is he taking an interest? Like, That's why did Tiger take an interest in Marco sure. Mera? That's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, I thought those were some pretty. Good you want to go down the list because we just kind of went through everybody. Can we? Let's let's let's. You want to rename them? No, no, no. Let's go Alpha Beta real quick. Okay. Okay. Biggest Alpha, to? biggest Beta. Or, or just oh, 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 like, sorry, sorry, like yeah, Billy yeah, Mitchell, yeah. Alpha or Al- Beta, Alpha, 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 absolutely. Steve Weeby. Beta. Beta. Beta, yeah. Uh, Walter Day? Beta. Beta. Yeah, I think a sneaky alpha, though, maybe. No. I mean, if you want to say he's the bigger man for apologizing, but he should have put an act. Like, what bothered me, what I was fuming about at the end was the last leaderboard they showed with the graph going up. They did not put, even even if Billy's score that he mailed in that was not real beat Steve's from his garage... If he was truly sorry, he would have put that. That would be on the leaderboard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would be right. That would be, it would be Billy from 82, then Steve, then Billy, then, you know, Steve takes him over again. And that, that pissed me off. Well, that might be a problem with yeah. filmmakers then. Well, maybe it is, but I, I'd love to ask somebody about <laughs> well, it. Then, then, well, then I'm pissed at them. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That, that I'm pissed at Walter for that. I though. think you could kind of see every time Walter was starting to rev his engine. Where's like, good, you know, Billy, I think there's 15 reasons why you should be here. It's like, cool. I'm not coming. Fine. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And I, then, like, literally, next frame. Well, we have we, no issue. We are inserting this into yeah, exactly. into the internet yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Walter's right. a beta. You're right. Um, I was just thinking about this, like, guitar riffing. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of betas that play guitar. I think we're going to have consensus here. 
Robert Mirzak. <laughs> Absolute alpha. alpha. Total alpha. Total alpha. Uh, slimy Steve. Beta. Complete I'll say beta. He, he's yeah, he's a beta vis-a-vis Billy, but kind of an alpha to everybody else. Yeah, that's no, where that's exactly where I shake out. I didn't think so. I thought he the way they when he comes into the restaurant, like he you know, he's like the gossip girl. Like he doesn't he's just kind of gossiping about everybody, but doesn't say anything to anyone's face and then just wants to be like, Yeah, I'm I'm friends with Billy. It's like, oh my gosh, Mark and Steve just walked exactly. in. Exactly. He's a total beta. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he told me. Brian Q. <laughs> Skip, come on, of course. Schnitz, he's outside, he's below, <laughs> well down the omega? alphabet. Yeah, he's beta, beta omega. Roy, Mr. Awesome, Schultz. <laughs> Skip, is, come on. Full true alpha. alpha omega. Uh, Greg Bond is an interesting one. I think he's an alpha. He's an alpha. I uh, actually, actually I, I think he's a probably a beta, <laughs> but I think he's like, a, like he's not a beta like the other guys. Well, I think he's, I think he's an alpha because he is the champ at his thing. Right, he's the no, he's not the foot guy. No, no, no. We forgot to. No, he's he's a champ at Mappy. He's Mappy Greg Bond. He's right. Mappy, but not with his feet. We forgot so. to uh, Mark Alpiger's. Yeah, is, we uh, forgot to. Did you have my? I didn't have him on my list. I didn't for, have as him. a golfer. That's yeah, all right. Um, he might be Zach Johnson though. <laughs> he went. He. Went. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is Doris an alpha? I think Doris is definitely an alpha. Uh, no, I think Doris is a beta. <laughs> I think she let Billy take advantage of her. <laughs> Literally, I can't call it. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, do you know who else Todd Rogers looks like? This I was trying to think about this the whole time. The guy from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> Javier Bardem. Yes. Call it. And what made me think of that is call it. Um, the other thing I would written down here with all the characters and everything, do any of them, can we place any of them in like the, the NLU universe? I think I think Tron's Robert Merzak. Really? Yeah, I, I just thought, complete alpha law and order. Like, listen, guys, these are the fucking rules. I kind of had Tron as uh, Mr. Awesome. Just I kind of have just, you as Mr. Awesome. Well, he's just trying to needle people. <laughs> because, uh, for sure. But I thought because Mr. Awesome always trying to needle Billy. And it's like TZ on, on Twitter just trying to get that. at people. I can see that. Just trying to detonate people. Like, like Mr. Awesome's goal in life was just to get under Billy's skin, which was awesome. I mean, some say TC's loss is fastball. I don't buy it, but I mean, I think I think the the bit we kind of paint Solly into is kind of Billy. Yeah, I, I think you that's know? right. Yeah, it, which is very much a bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Tron as Robert Murray. <laughs> like, you know what? I'll, I'll be the I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm going to review the tape and I'll let you know. Yeah, I know what, it's your word against the videotape. Well, you know which of these is going to lie to me. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, you give me some, some mappy Greg vibes. <laughs> I could see that. Sometimes just like, dude, like something like the, uh, Actually, you know, from, you know, who you are, you're, you're Weeby's friend, Buzz. <laughs> yes. I'll take that. I'm out of spiked hair clubbing. Yeah. Guys cried all the time. Yeah. Never seen someone cry so much. Uh, no, but mappy, mappy Randy, <laughs> mappy Randy. Like I'm, what I'm picturing is just the scene of, just when you're like, yeah, man, fucking sick. <laughs> just when you're like, oh, yeah. Or like, yeah, Donnie, you, you, know, you want another double? Here's another double. <laughs> just just kind of like, Randy, can we get you on camera? I mean, yeah, sure, man. Like, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> uh, who do we think DJ is? 
Um, Brian Koo. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest alley you no, 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 no. I don't think so. Uh, I feel like Slim- DJ's kind of like the guy behind. I feel like DJ's like presence in the movie is all like, I know this is weird, like whatever, but it's like he's 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 the filmmaker to me, like of, of the whole movie. Like that's who I would compare you with. I, oh, that's, that's very nice. That's if, kind if of an I was escape. Pick I know. a character for you. It'd be Walter Day. Mm. Diverse interests, kind of doing it for that. the love Could of the play game. Play the guitar. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes things get a little unwieldy. Yeah, with the talent, totally. You're just like, oh man, like I don't know, like somebody yeah. else tell me, like <laughs> he has yeah, to play the police a lot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Grew up in the rural Midwest. Yeah, that's a, say, that's I a good call. That. I like that. Um, I feel like Slimy Steve sometimes as the go between between the tour and NLU. Uh, Slimy <laughs> Steve, I thought about it, but <laughs> I appreciate you. I think higher of you than that. Thanks, man. I kind of thought Tron was uh, Billy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mitchell's a winner. <laughs> Freddie Schuster's a winner. Honestly, actually, you know what? I, 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 you guys already mentioned Sally as Billy. I actually thought Sally was more uh, Steve's wife. <laughs> when is it like in relation to like us doing like hood rat stuff sometimes, and him just being like, "God damn it! Like, why are you guys talking about the King of Kong? Like, we should be covering <laughs> that's like, really good golf. Like, we're a golf company. Yeah. It's like." No, dude. Like, but I think he also has the self awareness to, to be like, you know, all right, listen, this is that's what these guys, guys love. These guys <laughs> need this. Guys these guys love. need this to get this out of their system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's listen, that's it's a not really for, good it's take. not for me, but these guys, yeah, they need this stuff, and I'm gonna support them. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, sure. I think it's great. You guys are. Doing I don't really want to go to Hollywood, Florida, and watch them. But. <laughs> that's a that's an excellent take. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's the, the the last category is kind of most impressive slash favorite, and I don't know we can maybe dive in here from time to time. But um, the first one I had was like piece of clothing, Billy's which, ties. <laughs> yeah, I had Billy's ties, one hundred percent. Or or the or Robert Merzak's Doom Three shirt. I had or yeah. I'd say Steve's just like or ab- Billy's dad's hat. Plethora I had of Washington Huskies gear. <laughs> yeah, guys. That was good. Well, I was gonna say Steve's just like. Sandals, the the, the cargoist, the cargoiest of the cargo shorts. You know, yeah. we, you know what we call or like that? sweatpants. We call that yeah. Randy's McGladry look. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> coming into the office on the weekend in basketball yeah. shorts. Um, uh, the most impressive feat, and you can in, you can interpret this kind of any different way. F e e t or f e a t. Well, we know Mark Alvager <laughs> would win. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, I had Steve playing the drum solo on the little kid's drum set. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. Yes, legitimately. Uh, yeah, that was really hard. That that was on number one on my list. Yeah, Neil stole my thunder for mine earlier, uh, but I wrote down Steve's marriage lasting through all of <laughs> yeah. the documentary. I thought was the most impressive. Yeah. After the drums, which was awesome, I had uh, I, I had more generally macro uh, how schnitzy billy is able to create this cult of personality like how and a legitimately apparently successful hot sauce company yeah like just i mean i guess him like the feet like of him as a human being is more like what i'm getting at i just i can't wrap my head around like it it sounds like he was created for a parody yes skit of tim and eric and (laughs) he's a real person it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. and then i'm still not totally sure that that's not the case yeah (laughs) two is um how Steve is able to sit on that game stool, bar stool with decent posture for yeah. as long as he does. It's a good one. I yeah. mean, he has good posture. Like throughout the movie, I'm like, Man, how is he not? How do you not have a back on that chair? Like in his garage, in his, in the fun, the fun house. Like, I don't know. 
We might have to rename this place the Fun House. Fun Spot. Fun, fun Spot. Were there any uh, particular words of wisdom or advice that uh, stuck out to you from this movie? I would throw back to uh, Walter's comments about, you know, hey, sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it's about doing it for the other people. Yeah. I, I thought that Steve's monologue, I think within the last 10 minutes, about how does anybody want to just win and not do it the right way? Yeah. Like, I don't, how is that fun? He was just, like, asking himself almost, like, how is that fun? Like, how is that worthwhile to, like, you know, not to for Billy to just, like, not show up and, like, walk in and just not play? Like, what's the point, right. basically? You know, and I just was like, yeah, why didn't you fucking say that to him <laughs> when you had the chance? Yeah. Uh, mine was Nicole, Steve's wife, uh, at the the final showdown in, in Hollywood, uh, I forget who says it, but but Billy, of course, doesn't show up. And he's like, yeah, he, you know, just didn't prep. And Nicole kind of <laughs> says, but he knew it was coming. He, <laughs> yeah, he, knew, this was, he knew this was all coming. He could have prepped. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that, that almost struck me because I'm like the worst procrastinator. But it was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you could prep. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, an ancillary character, I think this might be, uh, like, for me, it was Billy's dad. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys have different? I had Billy's dad, and I had uh, my guy, Mark Alpiger. Yeah, yeah. I had Billy's wife. Shout out to the <laughs> Evelyn was yeah. her name. You're a dirtbag. But also, uh, my 1A was the Guinness Book of World Records CEO. He was great. The, the I, Scottish guy. And it had, Craig, it was Irish like guy. the answer Scottish to guy. a lifelong question for me. So I don't know, you guys don't know this, but I was, I was a diehard Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> guy growing up. Because you're Mr. From, you're Mr. Really, awesome. From third grade. <laughs> really? th I probably have, you go to my parents' house in Atlanta. This guy has a record. Why don't I have a record? Between, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. They're the like I trivia books yeah, I that you put on top of your toilet before, you know, Twitter on the shitter. And that in Guinness Book of World Records, I have like a big collection, you know, in my childhood bedroom. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, and I used to just go through the Guinness Book of World Records. I had a dream of being in the Guinness Book of World Records as a little kid. And, and Bud, I, what and if I told you you were a, an adult with a small amount of disposable income and not even like a real job? Like we could dedicate this well, to, I was to saying, breaking maybe, a Guinness. What a Guinness, record do you want to I don't, pick well, one, I don't man. know. Let's don't know. do it. But like 2021, maybe that's my big, exactly. big achievement. We, gotta, we may have to... I mean, that's a good idea. It's Shit. a great idea. Dig but, some of those books out and pick yeah. a record you so, want to break. But I was a diehard. I watched, I religiously watched Chris Collinsworth on the Guinness Book of yeah, World Records show that. on Fox. Yeah. I watched it every, it was like Friday nights. Every I was tuned in. I loved it. And I always thought like, all right, Collinsworth is like the face of this. But I always in my head was like, man, the Guinness Book of World Records, these guys must be like, like Opus Dei, <laughs> you know, like the secret society, like being around forever and ever, even though Opus Dei hasn't been around that long. But like just some like really entrenched like Illuminati kind of people. yeah like they are the authority and then it was this movie was like oh my god that's the no, CEO it's just like an office like I've never really <laughs> dug into it as an adult like I you know it's kind of a I, money making once I got to middle school I realized I, you know I'm a it's kind of like, like life like yeah. you, you find out yeah, yeah. Many I'm a dweeb and then I was like oh yeah. wait they're just like outsourcing like we're just gonna take twin galaxies authority you know so I need to do a deep dive into the business of the Guinness Book of World Records. I, I need to pick that interest back up. But I love it. that ancillary character was just like, whoa, like just pew, 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 life affirming. Um, 
but I'm glad we got that out of you. If, if nothing else, <laughs> this has been <laughs> this has been uh, success for that reason alone. Between that and my video game insecurities, you guys are learning a lot. Um, anything else that that we've failed to mention, or that you know you have in your notes that for some reason we haven't covered? I, I did. The only the only thing I did want to read was uh, from the end credits. If you guys if you guys missed those, well. That might be a good rapper. So can yeah, I? Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. The only thing I wrote down, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, no. I said, D- did D- anybody pick up on the the yes. the um the cyclicality? Is that a word? Help me. What's like a cycle? Well, you know, <laughs> like what? like life, man. You 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 come back to where you start. Like it, literally, the the whole thing started with a feud between Billy and Steve over Donkey Kong, and it ends. The feud between Billy and Steve How about over that? Donkey Kong. Oh. Well, you also have something else on here, like dated dated items or um, like things that, like the camcorder was an example. But there was one specifically. <laughs> it was Eddie Rickenbacker. There's a bar on Second Street in San Francisco named Eddie Rickenbacker's. Really? So I knew exactly who Eddie Rickenbacker is because I used to go there as a 22, 23 year old after I closed like software sales deals when I lived in San Francisco and just black out. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, Eddie, Eddie Rickenbacker. I know who that is. So when Billy uses that whole analogy, that was just like a, that, that just was a, it dated me a little bit. I was like, man, that was like, that was a long time ago. I'm not that young. So there. Perfect. Uh, end credits. Yeah. So these were the, the screens that were, that popped up kind of the, where, okay. are they, where are they now? First one, Robert Merzak. Uh, resigned as head referee of Twin Galaxies shortly after the events of the Spun- Fun Spot tournament. Really? So I think that he felt, you know, we have to look into kind of like... Reestablishes him as why he Why he resigned, but I think he probably felt just horrible about the way that all shook out. He He's very honorable. He's very exactly. like Dwight Schrute. He follows the TC way. He lets Brian yeah. Q... He, like, he said he would defend the honor of Twin Galaxy to his dying breath. Exactly. Like if that means him stepping down. But then he lets... Billy Q or Brian Q bully him into like you know. Well, that's why I think he with that's, that's why. But then also resigned. breaking into the garage, you know, like. Well, that's that wasn't a good look listen. either. He probably regretted that as well. Uh, Walter Day is working on his first album and his new book. Again, this was 15 years ago. I was so hopefully, say, do you it think came out. We might need the. I don't know. If, do we, might Walter did, we might need a proof of life on Walter Day. I yeah. don't know. Mike Thompson <laughs> has offered a ten thousand dollar bounty to the first million point Donkey Kong game in a live venue. Any word to borrow a it. phrase, you know he has the money. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. If, if okay. Uh, Brian Q is still in pursuit of his first Donkey Kong kill screen. That might be true to this day. We're going to have to look into that. Well, like you said, maybe till like five months ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doris Self, before she, before she died, yeah. uh, continues to jet set around the world uh, to reclaim her Qbert record. wonder who took it. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Slimy Steve Sanders is currently pursuing the joust record and is building his own legal practice. Many people go pro in something other than video games. Very cool. Uh, Roy, Mr. Schiltz, or Mr. Awesome Schiltz, is still fighting for his Missile Command score to be recognized. <laughs> just wants a little bit of recognition. Just and maybe uh, go on a, a just little bit. Maybe go on a talk show, too. Come on. I, I think that's it. That's all I had. Uh, I did read that Roy appeared in Play, Play Girl. A couple times. He's a really? Missile. Yeah, in my, in my research. Um, and then the last thing, I guess, I'll, I'll mention just uh, late breaking news into the into the Trap Draw Studios. Uh, a follower on Twitter got in my DMs saying that uh, 
Steve Wiebe is a thriving high school golf coach. Really? Really. He is a state champion golf coach in Washington, in Redmond, Washington. Shout out to Bill Gates. Greatest and, uh Yeah. And so that leads me down a whole other tangent of like, maybe we try to get him. Are you serious? Yeah, 100% serious. So I don't know if he, I don't know how big of a golf fan he is. I don't know if he's, if he's familiar with the kids, but, uh, you know, be, <laughs> I mean, why would could you be? imagine a universe in which that is, is the case? Uh, but anyways, we're going to pull on that thread and, right. uh, we'll, we'll see right. what, where, where that takes us. But listen, I wasn't expecting to go an hour and 45 minutes. The fucking movie's only an hour and 22 minutes, but, uh, there's a lot in that movie. Yeah, you just lot to unpack. The, you just, there's a you, lot to you unpack. You just the bomb on us there, bud. <laughs> I know. Imagine how I've, coach. imagine how I've been feeling. This whole wow, time. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, well, guys, this was absolutely delightful. Uh, another edition of the Perfect Club. We'll have to, <laughs> we got some time on our hands, so we'll, we'll have to, you know, make these very regular, regular at least uh, for the foreseeable future. So uh, we'll, we'll keep you abreast on, on uh, where we turn the guns next, what our next project will be. But thanks for listening. Neil, DJ, thanks for joining. And uh, Neil, should we toss it to Mr. Jeezy? Yes. See you, dinks. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who knows?